politics, football, faith, and theology. You're listening to Podcast, and I'm your host, Daniel. Today I have with me as a guest, Adam Bryce. Uh, he's a good friend of mine, and he ha- is a man who is very hardworking. He has two full-time jobs. Uh, he's a NFL analyst focusing on the Colts, and <laughs> he is also the pastor of a local church. Um, happens to be the church I go to. Uh, so he's kind of like uh, the Apostle Paul, who was both a tent maker and also a missionary, um, and only got paid for one of those jobs. The difference is that Adam gets paid to be a pastor, whereas Paul got ma- paid to make tents. But um, anyway, uh, Adam is a good friend of mine and somebody I enjoy talking with uh, about uh, theology and football and sometimes politics. But uh, today we're going to focus on uh, the Colts. Uh, so, let's see. Adam, you sent me a list of several questions, and I have a few questions I want to talk about. Um, first of all, there's some news about Andrew Luck that came out yesterday. Uh, what do you make of all that? Are you worried? Um, I'd say in terms of this season, you know, maybe a six. We're on the scale of one to ten in terms of my worry. Um, it main thing I think that's concerning is it sounds like they don't entirely know for sure what's wrong with his leg. So um, they're still saying there's a chance he might start the first game of the season. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, he misses a few games at the beginning of the season. So that's a little bit of a concern just because we have a tough schedule. And then also there's a concern, I think, in terms of how that affects the roster because if Andrew Luck can't start and they aren't confident that he's ready to go, they're probably going to have to keep three quarterbacks on the roster instead of two, which means somebody, probably someone who's pretty decent, is going to not make the roster uh, since there's already a lot of competition and difficulty finding a spot, especially at certain positions. Who do you think will uh, make the roster as the third quarterback, Philip Walker or Chad Kelly? Well, I mean, if... Chad Kelly and Philip Walker keep playing like they did in the Buffalo game. I think Chad Kelly's going to make the roster, which would be pretty remarkable considering uh, his story and how skeptical people were about him making the roster at the beginning of the year. But he certainly looked uh, a lot better during that Buffalo game. He was moving well. He threw the ball well. He was making the offense work better. And Philip Walker made some really bad passes. So I'd say right. I'd say Kelly at this point. But that was one game, and who knows what the coaching staff thinks. Yeah, I, when I watched uh, watched and read what Frank Reich said about it, it almost seemed like he, I don't know, kind of kind of downplayed the difference there, made it sound like he was, you know, as impressed with Walker as he was with Kelly. Yeah, and he also and, mentioned the thing about Walker not being able to hear the signals on his helmet. That sounded like he was trying to cover for Walker a little bit, so... It, it might, right. I mean, it's the third, fourth quarterback we're talking about, so it could just be the coaches like one more than the other. Really shouldn't matter, but it might matter because that person might be our backup quarterback. Right, yeah. I and was and that, ch- person, uh, that person's going to take the place of a cornerback or a wide receiver or somebody else on the team. Right, might really yeah. <laughs> and that's the real concern here is we're already going to have a hard time knowing who to cut. Yeah. So, uh you want to hopefully cut somebody who's going to clear waivers, but you can't you can't just cut Walker and Kelly and hope one of them clears waivers, right? Because you'll need somebody on your roster week one in case 
Brissett gets injured. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's what I said. I think at this point they'd have to be really confident that Luck is good to go to just keep yeah, two. And yeah. I, right now it doesn't sound like they're confident. It certainly doesn't sound like Andrew Luck's confident. So still have a few weeks. Yeah. We still have a few weeks, but it's a little concerning. Right. Yeah, I think that the roster issue is almost – almost as as concerning as the uh, uh if it's only like a week one thing and he's back by week two or something then the roster issue turns into yes. arguably as much of a concern as the uh missing well, luck for a game although having luck against the chargers that's going to be an important game yeah i'm i heard today I, that teams have contacted the colts about trading for one of their cornerbacks or wide receivers um, so I think it's likely if we have to cut one of those players that they might not make it through waivers that somebody will pick them up. So that would be that'd be unfortunate if we had to lose somebody you really want to keep on your team because your quarterback's injured. But. Yeah, I listened to a podcast this morning. Somebody suggested we could trade uh, Chester Rogers. Yeah, I heard that too. I don't think that'll happen. But It's an interesting idea, though. I, I mean, especially since we have so many uh, wide receivers who – seem to be making a case for themselves. you got yeah. Reese Fountain now all of a sudden yeah. doing well. We've got Zach Pascal, who's a good returner, and we don't really want to cut him unless we're confident that Paris Campbell can step up, but we haven't seen him do any kick returns yet. Well, that's the issue so. for Rodgers right there, I think. Either they're going to keep Rodgers or Pascal to return punts. Right. So Yeah. And I think Because I just haven't seen whether Campbell can do it. Right. I think special teams will probably determine – to a large degree, who stays both among the receivers and the cornerbacks. So, mm. so let's talk, I guess, so one of the questions I wanted to hit was the roster, and we're kind of dealing with this already. So uh, let's see, what other roster questions are there? Who do you think overall will end up being our, quarter, uh, our uh, wide receivers? Yeah, well, I think, you know, there's not a lot of mystery about the top three. I think most people agree it's going to be Hilton, Funchess, and Campbell. Although I'm a little right. little concerned about Campbell's hamstring. He's been out for a while now, too. But I think those three yeah. guys, they're, they're not going to cut Campbell after picking him. Campbell's not going to clear waivers. There's no way. Right. Um, so I think, I think definitely those three. Um, and then I think either, I would say probably Chester Rogers, but like you said, it could be Zach Pascal, but we need someone to return punts. And I think the coaches like Rodgers and feel he, you know, the thing about Rodgers is he doesn't usually do stupid things. At least he's not super dynamic, but he's reliable. So I right. think Rodgers is number four. And then it's, you know, a week ago, I would have said probably Dion Kane and Zach Pascal five and six, if they keep six, which I think they will. Um, mm-hmm. But like you said, Darius Fountain has been playing really well in practice and what I've heard and uh, he looked good in that Buffalo game so I don't know I think the the last two spots there are really up for grabs but I guess if I had to say right now I'd say maybe Kane and and Fountain but I don't think anybody really knows (laughs) once you get beyond the first four (laughs) so yeah I'm hoping to see Kane because I was excited about him last year and then with the uh, Achilles that you know he missed the season I'm I was looking forward to this, you know, having him back this year and you know, if he turns out to be really good, that could be that could be pretty yeah. great. I we'll I, see, I thought he looked okay in that first game and then I heard a 
podcast this morning, they were talking about how he's looked really good since that Buffalo game. So maybe, yeah, that's what I've heard too. Maybe it kind of was a monkey off his back. I can understand that if you blow out your ACL, you know, just to have a game, make it through a game without getting injured. So, yeah. And because it was the first preseason game last year that he injured it, it kind of, we're now farther along than he was before. And that's going to be a good feeling for him. Right. Maybe the good thing there is we're having a discussion about, which wide receivers to keep rather than which yeah. ones are going to be our starters. <laughs> yeah. Last year, I mean, it was, it was T Y Hilton and then, then what? You know, <laughs> yeah. Nobody. Yeah. So that's all really pretty good news. Right. Okay. What about uh, more? Uh, I mean, uh, offensive line, I think the starting lineup at least is pretty set. And yeah. then uh, it seems like the backups are relatively stable there. Um, tight ends we know it's going to be ebron uh doyle and cox um right and then running backs we know it's going to be mac you think they'll Hines. keep three or four tight ends i think they're going to keep three just because they have a lot of difficult decisions to make elsewhere and i don't know of a strong case for another tight end that would be stronger than other positions on the roster well i think with yeah with doyle cox and uh and Ebron, we've got a pretty good situation, but what do you think? Well, the only thing I think about that is that Reich and Sirianni love to use tight ends. And uh, Do they, though? Because, I mean, last year we just didn't have the strength at receiver. Uh, so That's true. Although I think Was it really that they loved tight ends, or was it that just necessity kind of forced them to do it? it? It could be a little both, although I think Reich used tight ends quite a bit in Philadelphia, too. But I, sure, the other yeah. thing is the the three you mentioned, it would still be helpful to have a fourth blocking tight end, and that could either be Ross Travis or this Hale Hinches guy from Alabama. I guess I think it's more likely, I don't know, if, if we have to take three quarterbacks, you're going to have to cut one more player somewhere. Could be a tight end. Could be, um, could be one of the running backs. Jordan Wilkins has been injured. Jonathan Williams has been looking good. They might just yeah. keep, they might yeah. just keep Marlon Mack, Hines, and Jonathan Williams. So that would be interesting. Yeah. So yeah. And the only thing I just wanted to go back on the offensive line. You and I have talked about this off air, <laughs> but I think the big concern there with the backups is who who are the backup tackles. Yeah i I have never been impressed. Not that I, you know, spent a lot of time watching tape just on him, but. When it, all of last season, I was never impressed with LaRaven Clark. Yeah, he did and, not. Uh, he did not look good in the Buffalo game at all. And Jack, right. Jackson Barton, who's a rookie, didn't look great either. So yeah, that's, that's a real concern. Just because I think it's probably unlikely that neither Costanzo nor Smith miss any time. So we need, right. and that's just a really important position, especially. If and if you look at their unofficial depth chart right now, they have. Uh, Clark under Costanzo and Joe Haig under Smith. Yeah. So I don't know if that actually means anything. If if Smith were mm-hmm. out and Costanzo were healthy, maybe they'd well, put I, Clark in. Although I I don't think that's what they should do. I think I think Joe Haig has a better yeah record on the offensive line than than Clark. And I think you pointed out after that first game they were actually practicing Haig at tackle with the second team offense. So. Right. Obviously, right. they saw the problem. And Clark, with and they Clark. put Clark in the at guard, I think. Yeah. So obviously, they saw the problem, and uh, are trying right. to address it. But th- that might be 
that might be the only area where we might look for a trade, but there aren't a lot of tackles just floating around in the NFL. So, No, I mean, that's a premium position. I think that's a, um, that's a weakness for our team this year if we don't get... Yeah, not the line, else. but the depth yep. at tackle. Yep. That, yep, that could be a weakness, and probably Ballard will address it next year in the draft, but that could be a weakness this year if one of those guys gets yeah. hurt. Absolutely, yeah. Let's hope Costanzo and Smith stay healthy. Yep. Um, do you think the offensive line will look a lot different uh, under Strausser and Mudd? Um, I don't know. You know, when they first came in, there was all this talk about Mudd's technique and how the they always are more aggressive even when they're pass blocking. And so all mm-hmm. that was really interesting to read about. And, you know, he has a history of being a very good coach, and now he's advising – Strausser and but when I've heard interviews with the players they don't they all seem to talk about it just like it's small technique things so I don't know I think the bigger issue will just be we have the same five guys back and everybody's more comfortable with the offense um, I think it's a, it was a good line last year if yeah. it's the same kind of offensive line uh, to a large extent I'm pretty happy with that yeah well and I think they want to run the ball more and, you know, I think the better they run, the more that helps the passing game. And if the passing game is good, that helps the running game just because it's, you know, it's yes. hard, hard for the defense to know what what's going to happen. So, but, And uh, I think our passing game is going to have to be better with the additional strength we have at receiver. Yeah. I mean, we're, yeah. we're loaded with weapons yeah, now. Absolutely. So I'm not really worried about the line as long as they're healthy. <laughs> I mean, they didn't look great in the Buffalo game, but, I mean, Costanzo and Kelly were out. Those are two huge pieces. So I'm, Right, and last season we couldn't really run the ball if we didn't have yeah. both Ryan Kelly and uh, Marlon Mack. Yeah. So there is and, a big uh, – yeah, And Marlon Mack was also out. It was only yeah. Hines. And Hines, you know, we don't use him typically uh, just to run the ball in the traditional right. sense. We usually – you know, do shuffle passes and right. that kind of stuff. That's what was encouraging in that game. I mean, Jonathan Williams was playing, you know, second and third stringers, I realized, but I thought he ran well. He was, he ran hard. He was good at getting the extra yard or two after he got hit. And so I think he could be, he could be really helpful in like short yardage sort of situation. Yeah. And of course he's fighting for a spot on the right. roster. That's, that's probably helpful motivation for him. Yeah. Well, they keep, I mean, I like Wilkins, too, but they keep talking about Williams. The coaches talk about him a lot. So if that's any indication, yeah. I think he might get a spot. He looked good in that game. So, I mean, maybe it would help Williams' case if he had a 53-yard uh, run against the <laughs> starting Jaguars defense. Yes, that would be helpful. <laughs> um, what about the defense? Uh, that uh, seems to be kind of exciting. Yeah. Uh, a lot of different options here, and... Uh, we know we we like what Matt Eberflus has done so far. Um, almost m- all of the main draft picks, except for uh, Paris Campbell and the last couple, were defensive this year. So we've yeah. got a lot of new faces, although it seems like most of them will not be starting, at least according to the current yeah. projections, right? Yeah, but, you know, e- I mean, Eberflus is so, what's the word? He rotates everybody in so right. much that it's almost it's not pointless but it's not real significant to ask who's starting at some of those positions because those guys especially on the line they just rotate them in so but again i think the you know they have real depth now and i think i think the defense may be the 
the bigger news this year than the offense because I think there could be a significant improvement. So, yeah, it certainly seems like it. I mean, we've got got some some good new draft picks who yeah. will provide depth and give some rest to the starters. And of course, Justin Houston. I mean, that's an important piece there because the one thing defensively, we were great at stopping the run last year. I was right. I was extremely happy with how that turned out. But stopping putting pressure on the passer was something we struggled with all season. Yeah. And having having Justin Houston having um I think Jihad Ward was injured relatively early last season, and we should have him back too. Uh, that'll probably help. And of course, Denico Autry. Yeah. So Denico Autry has should... been getting a lot of buzz, and he was... he's been looking really good. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I guess people have been saying he's been beating up on Nelson at at camp, which is pretty impressive. So that's yeah, <laughs> that's exciting to think about because if he can get pressure up the middle, and then you have Justin Houston on the end. Then we have yep, some, yep. you know, now we're getting somewhere and we're playing a lot of good quarterbacks this year. So that's going to be important. Yes. Now, um, back to the offensive line. Do Frank Reich has said multiple times he wants to have a top five rushing attack. Do you think that is realistic? Um, <laughs> what were they last year? They were. They were, I think, were they top 10 last year? They were close, maybe. Uh, I don't know. I think um, I, I'm a little hesitant just because to get into the top five would be pretty significant improvement. But I think it's great that they want to be in the top five. Probably, to be honest, again, I think it probably depends. If Andrew Luck's your quarterback, then I think you have a decent chance because you know now the defense has got to be seriously on guard against passing. But if Jacoby Brissett's our quarterback, then... Oh, there's no way. Yeah, then it's like, okay, you know, that lessens the pass attack. Now you can play a little more heavy on run defense, and I think it gets tough going then. But um, I think we can be in the top 10 for sure. Just, I mean... Yeah, I mean, I that's guess, kind of, really all you need if you have a strong passing attack. Yeah, I mean, if we get into the top 10 rushing and Andrew Luck is our quarterback, we're going to be would be great. Um, you know, last right. year, the other thing to keep in mind, you know, the first, what was it, four games, we didn't have Marlon Mack or Anthony Costanzo. So if you take um, those games out and just look at the games where we had both of them and then stretch that out over a season, you have a pretty serious rushing attack last year just on the games where both those guys were in. So that's true, especially when Ryan Kelly was also healthy. Yeah, right. I think he so, was and a, I mean, you know, injuries are part, part of, of that. Injuries are part of the game. So, <laughs> but um, yeah, I think we can certainly be. Uh, I think it's great that they want to. I'm excited about that. I like seeing them being able to run the ball. I think it'll help the passing game. The more balanced they are, the more difficult they'll be to defend. So, I'm not. If they get, if they're number seven or number eight, I'll be thrilled. Right. With that you know. Now you say injuries are part of the game, but isn't this sort of the what this time of year is for is for everybody to look forward with complete optimism and assume everybody's <laughs> going to be healthy the whole way through. Yeah, I guess. I mean, when can we do that if not now? Although, of course, we've got, you know, luck dealing with this. Yeah. Who knows what going on, so it makes mean, it yeah. a little harder. Yeah. No, I, I hear you. Yeah. What about, so another thing that Frank Reich has been saying, um, again, not quite sure. I agree with you. I, I'm not sure it's realistic to say top five rushing attack, but of course, if you're the coach, that's a, a decent goal. Yeah. Um, just 
realistically probably not going to happen, but maybe we can get close. Another thing Frank Reich has been saying a lot is that he thinks Jacoby Brissett is a legitimate starter in the NFL, um, that he doesn't really want to trade him unless you know they get blown away. And uh, he, he's they've had a lot of praise for Jacoby Brissett. Yeah. I'm not sure I fully agree with all of that. Right. I think Jacoby's great to have on the roster. I think he's a, a great leader. I mean, he's the one last year who initiated this uh, all-players meeting right after the loss to the Jets right. and turned around the season and went 9-1 and one plus a playoff win after that. Um, right. He's, you know... All the players seem to like him. He gets along well with everybody. He's got a great positive attitude. Um, and he's a decent quarterback uh, when you need him to be, uh, but you kind of hope that he that you were not going to need him to be. Um, right. He also seems to be somebody that, you know, he's always on the sideline talking to Frank Reich when they're uh, working on the offense, um, and that's important too. But just watching him play... You know, when when Luck was out for the whole season, they had a terrible season, had the number three draft pick. Um, if you look at his, obviously it's just one or a few drives, but if you look at how he did in this preseason game, it was not very good. Yeah. Um, uh, what do you make of all that? Well, I guess <clears throat> I'm not persuaded he's a starting quarterback because I don't think we've seen it yet, but... To be fair to him, I think the 2017 season was a totally different team and a pretty weak team overall. So I don't know if that's a really significant, um, sure, you know, evaluation. Yeah, you certainly can't blame him just him for right. that and say that the only difference between 17 and 18 right. is Andrew Luck. I mean, the difference is a world of it's, yeah. it's Chuck Pagano versus Frank Reich. It's the additional draft pick that Ballard made, it's the Matt Eberflus, yes. you know. Two starting the offense. <laughs> you know, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a different world now. And then in the Buffalo game, the only thing about that is I think Reich was intending to run the ball. So, I mean, I think Buffalo realized pretty quickly they're just going to run the ball mostly here when when the, mm. first, the first team was on the field. So I don't know if that was a fair evaluation. The one thing about Brissett that I think is consistent – from 2017 and I, a little bit in that Buffalo game that's concerning is he seems to hold the ball a long time. And mm. um, so, you know, maybe they can coach him up on that. I mean, Reich has worked with Luck to get rid of the ball more quickly, even though that wasn't really a big problem with Luck. <laughs> but, you know, I think yeah. that's the one thing I – I mean, I'm not an expert, obviously, but that's the one thing I've seen is it seems like sometimes he gets caught holding the ball too long. Um, so – but, yeah, I think he's a very good backup. Whether or not he's a, a starter, who knows? I mean, Yeah, the question would be who, what quarterback would you look at now and say you'd rather have Jacoby Brissett? Yeah. And I, I don't know of any quarterbacks currently. I mean, okay, if you're Miami. Maybe Miami. <laughs> I, I'd, I'd rather have Brissett than Josh Rosen. Yeah. Ryan Fitzpatrick, I don't know. Um, it depends on what, what part of the season you're at with him. <laughs> right. It depends on which of the two Fitzpatricks yeah, you get. Exactly. Um, well, I, mean, I think if you look you know, at, for us, all that matters is he's probably going to be our backup, and he may play some. And so really the issue is can he squeak out a few wins? I mean, if he's, right. in, I think if he's in there the whole season, I don't think we're going to go to the playoffs. So, um. people are saying though. I mean, they're talking about how he's this is his last year of his rookie contract, 
and next year he's probably going to be somewhere else. Um, yeah, I've read a lot of that, like sort of assuming that next year he's going to go be a starter somewhere. I'm not sure. I mean, with there's a lot of brand new quarterbacks now. Uh, you'll have yeah. you know Daniel Jones. Hopefully, uh, I think he want. I think the plan is for him to take over next year in New York. You've got uh, some new dra- quarterbacks in the top of next year's draft class. I don't know of a team. I can't think of a team that if I were the general manager, I'd be looking at Brissett and going, yeah, that's our plan for next year. Right. To well, become the face of our franchise. This may be his chance to make that case if he gets a start, you know, two or three or four games. Yeah. Well, luck And if is he out, looks he phenomenal look against <laughs> yeah. uh, San Diego or uh, right. against L.A., right. that will help him make his case a lot. I think we'll find um, out. If he starts, we'll find out one way or the other, right? Because you can't say he doesn't have a good line or a good team to work with now. So... You right. Know, if, if he doesn't look good in those few first few games, then I think that's going to hurt his chance of ever being a starter. Yeah. Again, in in preseason in training camp, uh, it seems like the Colts defense has been more dominant than the Colts offense with Jacoby Brissett. Right. So, and I think while I'm excited about our defense this year, I think with Andrew Luck, um, our offense is what's really going to be driving this thing. So, uh, well, I think the I way know, to look that, at that, that just makes me question if, if Andrew Luck's in there, our offense is going to put up points. If our defense can reduce the amount of points given up, even just a little bit, we're going to win a lot of games. Cause yep. Yeah. So. For sure. Um, I guess one more question before we start talking about, uh, predicting a record um okay. which opponent to the afc south do you think is the most formidable yeah that's a good question um for a while i thought i thought maybe jacksonville would be the most formidable but i um i'm not persuaded i think they have real problems on offense even with Foles. first of all Foles is kind of an unknown commodity as a starting quarterback over the course of the season but even around him on their offense, I'm not sure that um, they've really improved too much there. So, I mean, I think with the with the Jaguars, uh, you know, their defense can shut the Colts down. We saw that in that one game where they shut us out. But I think as long as right, yeah, for for three halves in a row, yeah, I think the problem part of the problem there is that one game Reich had opportunities to take points and he didn't. Uh, he went for touchdowns, and maybe part of that's Reich learning. You know, you're playing a defense that good, it's going to be a slugfest where you're just squeezing out points and you just need to take the field goals when you have them. Right. Um, so, I mean, the Jaguars... And especially when their offense is equally stalled. I mean, the Jaguars' right. offense put up six points that game. Yeah. We could have easily, you know, settled for three field goals and it probably won the thing. Nine to six, yeah. So, yeah. Um, so, I mean, I think we can... You know that you know we we can beat the Jags, but they'll they'll be tough. The Titans, you know, it's like they seem like they should be better, <laughs> but um, I don't know. I guess I'm not sold on Marcus Mariota yet, and so I don't know. I guess my view on the Titans is, you know, until they actually beat us, I'm not going to say they're the best team in the AFC South, and they haven't seemed to be able to beat the Colts for a long time, so. So I think Houston's right. probably still the best team. Now, I think their offensive line was their draft did not work out the way they want. So we'll see if the guys they drafted can actually play 
if their offense, yeah. if they get their offensive line improved at all, then I think you know they're 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 a real threat. I think they have good players on defense and offense, but so I yeah, they do. I mean, yeah, it's, uh, they have obviously a very good defensive line. Right, they've got. Uh, one of the best receivers in the yep. NFL in Hopkins. Yep. Um, yeah, they're they're definitely always a threat. I tend to think still the Jaguars yeah. are the biggest threat, uh, just because you look at last year. Okay, things were not good because their offense was awful. Right. But if you look at the year before that, they almost beat the Patriots in the AFC Championship. Yeah. They almost were the ones facing the Eagles in the Super Bowl. Yep. Um, it's still largely the same team i think yeah except that now you have nick Foles instead of blake bortles i think that could be uh, a pretty strong combination i mean again that defense they shut the colts out not just for a full game but for 90 minutes in a row um yeah. of course we put up like 29 points on them in the yeah. first half that we played them but then the second half of, of that first game they shut us out and then two halves when we were down there yeah, no, um, I, I hear you. I think the it's hard. I mean, it's toss up between the Jags and the Texans. Probably one thing I think yeah. the Jags lost their starting linebacker, right? So, um, I I think that you know they've lost a couple. If I remember, I think I remember hearing recently one of their linemen too or something. They had another player who's injured right now. So of course our starting quarterback's injured. So you know, um, <laughs> right. But I the other thing with the Jags is the way the schedule fell out is interesting because we play them at home earlier in the season. But our game in Jacksonville, which has always been a tough game for us to win, is the last game of the season. Um, oh, that's interesting. So that could be a game in which either it's super important or it might just be unimportant altogether for one team or the other. And um, right. Whereas I think both of the games with the Texans, the the game. Yeah, and that game, you don't know who it's going to be important for. I mean, the right. Jags could be fighting for a playoff right. spot, assuming the Colts are at the top, which I, I'm right. predicting they will be, right. as long as looks or healthy the, by week four or five. Yeah, or like last year, it could be the Jags are out of it and shut down. You know, who knows? It but, could be. Yeah. Um, but the Texans game, both of those games are going to be first ones early in the season here, and then the one in Texas is a Thursday mm-hmm. night game. Those are going to be important games, I think. So Yeah, but, yeah that should be a fun game to watch. I mean, I think the AFC South is really, you know, I think the I still think the Colts are the best team, and I think the other three teams are very even and not too far behind. So it's it's going to be a, yeah. a tough division. Yep. And then we have a tough – all, all the teams in the division have a tough schedule outside the division this year, too, I think. So. Right. We're probably playing the hardest uh, division other than the AFC South in the AFC and the hardest division in the NFC yep. as well. Yeah. So, yep. Uh, fortunately, both of the, you know, every team in our division right. is playing the same. Right. And then our, uh, somehow we got matched up. I think the two teams that we got matched up with in addition were the Dolphins, which should be easy. I mean, yeah, who knows that was fortunate. Say that. Well, that Maybe was not, but and then that's because the Texans won the division, so they get to play the best team in the other divisions. <laughs> right. That was a mistake on their part. No, so they get the Patriots, and um, I was trying to think. I guess we we got the Chiefs though. So, oh no, we play all the teams in that division. What's the other one I'm thinking of? 
the North. Yeah, I'm looking at the oh, good. oh Steelers. Yeah, we got Steelers. the Steelers, and who the the Texans must have got Baltimore because they won the division. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how uh, how that shakes out. Um, again, uh, yeah, tough schedule, but let, let's go through yep. it and see um, how we think each game will go. Now, there's a couple of different ways to do this. Yep. Uh, you could either look at each game individually and kind of independently say which team you think is more likely to win. Right. Now, if you do that, if you have a team that you think is – Let's say you have a team that is good enough that there's always a 60% chance that they'll win. Right. Um, then you would say that they're going to win every game, but of course you know they're not going to win every right. game, you know, most likely. Um, so another thing that you could do instead of picking each game independently right. is uh, say first what you think the record's going to be and then right. say how are they most likely to get to that record. Right. Or you could choose some other most likely outcome like right. maybe you want to also focus on their record within the division um right. you know something like that so i prefer plan b or number two door number two <laughs> <You want me? laughs> most likely path to the most likely record yeah you want me to you want me to share my thoughts on that and then you can tell me what you think or sure or another another one and this is oh, okay. also potentially different okay is just the most likely string of w's and l's so yeah. maybe Maybe it's not the most likely record, but maybe it's yeah. if you, you know, maybe the most likely string of W's and L's, which often often would be uh, work out practically to be the same as right. uh, just picking each team in each game independently, but not necessarily. So I think I think for me, the way I've thought about this season is mostly like the second point you mentioned. I've kind of thought about the games in blocks of games that are related to one another. And, and then come up with a, a, a record overall based on kind of how many, mainly since... All I'm, right, so so, the, so let me know what you're thinking yeah. then. Okay, so here's how I've thought about it. Um, you want me to start? I'll just tell you, I think I, I'm pretty conservative here. I'll just let me say it this front. I think uh, with Andrew Luck, um, I think maybe 10 and 6 and um, a little bit Whoa. lower. So I think our team's better than it was last year, but I think the schedule is much harder than it was last year. So I th okay, I that's think fair. I think 10 and 6, but I think we win the division at 10 and 6 because as you said everyone else in the division's playing that same hard schedule. So in uh, our division's hard. So I don't think there's going to be a 12 win team in our division this year. So, uh, so okay. I'm, I'm being a little conservative. So now the way let me just say where I get the six losses. That's the so I looked, first of all, there's five away games that I think are just really brutal this year. Um, and those are, we have the Chargers on the road across the country, first game of the season against a really good team. Um, then we have the Chiefs in Kansas City on a Sunday night game, maybe the best team in the AFC, according to what most people think. Then we have the Steelers. Um, who we've never really done well against in Pittsburgh. Um, then we have the Texans. I may be getting the order wrong here, but then we have the Texans on a Thursday night game, uh, short week, travel to Texas, play a division rival. Um, I just I think that's going to be a, a, a tough game too. Um, and then finally, we've got the Saints on Monday night in New Orleans, which, ugh. Now, the only thing I say about that, you know, Drew Brees kind of faded at the end of the year last year. 
Um, mm. Just I think because you're getting older. So that, but the Saints are a really good team. That's a tough place to win any time of year. It's a Monday night game. It's going to be crazy. Um, of so, all those games, I think the one against the Saints looks the toughest yeah, to me. Yeah. So I think, so I may be a little conservative here, but I think I'd say, so I look at that block and I say, uh, I think we lose three of those. So we go two and three. Oh, okay. So I'm being That's pretty good for, for those five. Yeah. I think we can get two wins. I don't know which two it'll be. But, you know, this is how I'm sort of thinking about it. Well, in a minute, I'm going to make you say which two it'll be. Okay, but, well, uh, let me just, let me, and then, okay, so that's three, there's three losses there. Then I look at our division, um, and so I think, well, I already picked the one. Let me think about this. I picked the loss against the, well, I think we're going to lose two games in the division. Um, okay. So that's two more, just because I think it's unrealistic in our division we're going to win six games or I assume one to the Texans and one to the Jaguars because historically we don't Probably. lose to the Titans. Yeah, that's sort of what I was thinking. So that's five losses. And then we have two games at home that I think are really difficult, the the Falcons and the Panthers. Um, Wait, is that you said that's five losses. You're you're saying well, we lose three of those hard five games and then two in our division, yeah. but it kinda I depends, guess then you're assuming that we yeah. beat the Texans that Thursday night. Yeah, so it depends. It, that's where it gets a little. It, there could only be five losses here, in which case we go eleven and five, because I have the okay. te- I have the Texans in both of those groups. So um, then I think we're going to lose one of the games against the Falcons and the Panthers. Just those are both really good teams, I think. Um, sure. So although the Panthers kind of seemed to fall apart last year, yeah, and especially that game, after that that game, is game late in the season too. So and you have the thing. Cam Newton is his arm going to hold up? And but they they have a really good they they're really good on both sides of the ball. Um, okay. So I just you know being conservative, ten and six, maybe eleven and five. Those are the games that I. So in terms of the now you want me to look at those five away games and tell you which ones I think we're most likely to win or lose. Yeah. Now you gotta now you gotta, gotta say for all of those you got you gotta give me the the breakdown. You've told me the the overall thing. So if you know we if we win a different two games and lose a different three games than you said, you know you can still say you were right. But just for fun, now okay. now you gotta go through and uh, pick each game. Yeah, I'm looking. Um. So. Well, so what did I say? The Chargers. See, it gets really hard. I, um, I think if Luck's playing, we can we can win against the Chargers. But that's the first game right. of the season, so who knows? But we're doing it assuming Luck is playing. Um, so I guess I would say I think the three we might lose would be the uh, the Saints, the Chiefs, and um, and and the the uh, the Steelers. Saints, the Chiefs, and the Steelers, okay. Yeah. So we do beat the Texans that night. Yeah. Uh, and we do beat, what was the other one? The Chargers. That oh, oh, we beat the Chargers, okay. That game Great. is really interesting because both the Colts and the Chargers have a history of starting slow. <laughs> so, yeah. Who knows? But, yeah. So that would Although be- back when we were, you know, in our heyday, we started strong every year. It was, you know, week seven before we even thought about losing a game. Right. Um, that was a long time ago, though. So that would be, All right, so that'd then, be three. And then let me go to the last, those last two home games I mentioned. Let's say, if I had to pick those, I think we beat the Panthers and we lose to the Falcons. 
Okay. Especially since that Falcons game's early in the season. <laughs> we may not have luck. Um, so that's what, that's four. And then I didn't, I assumed we won that Texans game. So, so if we're going to lose to the Texans, it has, it has to be, to be home. the home game. Which, yeah. which is what happened last, last year. year so. And yeah, yeah, it's week six. That may, yeah, so we may only lose five then. We lose to the Jaguars on the road. But even that, that's that last game. So I don't know, you know. Yeah. All right. So you've got you've got us beat the Chargers, you, beat you, the Titans. You talked me out of <laughs> of a loss or two, I think. But anyway, did uh, I? I think you still have us at ten and six. Yeah. Okay. So I got because you have us. We beat the Chargers. We yep. beat the Titans. Yep. We lose to the Falcons. There's one. Beat the Raiders. Yep. Lose to the Chiefs. Yep. Lose two. to the Texans. Now we're three and three. Yep. Uh, beat the Broncos, lose to the Steelers. Now we're four and four. Yep. We beat the Dolphins, beat the Jaguars. Yep. Beat the Texans, yep. beat the Titans. Yep. Beat the Buccaneers, lose to the Saints, beat the Panthers, lose to the Jaguars. Yep. Ten and six. Yeah. So that, that's ten and six. Yeah. All right. I've got. I, I'm. I'm going to try to be a little more optimistic. You're yep. right. We are. We're better, but we also have a harder schedule, so it makes sense that we should have the same record. Yeah. But it's the beginning of the season. Everything's fresh and clean, and you can make it how you want it. Right. I'm going to go ahead and try to be a little more optimistic. Okay. Um, maybe I'm going to use a little bit of the call each game independently sort of methodology. I don't know. However, I, whatever. Well, actually, if I were to call each game independently, yeah, I would have us going either fourteen and two or fifteen and one. Fourteen. Um, wow. <laughs> Okay. Because I, I think that we are more likely to win than lose any one game, including the Chiefs. I think we've got some... Uh, w- we felt that one last uh, last year in the playoffs, and uh, I think we're going to be ready to bring it to them. Um, that'll be obviously a very tough game, yeah. but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick us for that one. Okay. Um, I'm going to pick us to lose to the Saints. Yeah. Uh, for sure. Okay. Uh, obviously, I think we can beat them. I would love it if we do, and I uh, I think it's definitely a winnable game, but it's going to be the hardest one on the schedule, and I think we're more likely to lose than win that one. Okay. Also, especially now with... I, I honestly, if I had to guess right now, if I were a betting man, I'd say Andrew Luck's not going to be playing against the Chargers. Right. Um, I'd love it if he does, uh, but I'm... I think... It's probably going to be Brissett, and we're probably going to lose. Even if it were Andrew Luck, I'd say maybe it's a 50-50. So, uh, so even if there's any... Uh, so if Andrew Luck plays, it's a 50-50. If Brissett plays, we lose. So if there's even any chance that Brissett plays, then we're more likely to lose that right. one. Right. So those would be my two if I just called it completely independently. Okay. That's not realistic, so I'm going to try to be a little right. bit more fair... Um, but not much. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna say we also lose another hard game. Um, Brissett still might be our quarterback at this point. Uh, and I just saw what Matt Ryan did last year. Yeah. And uh, they went seven and nine. But if you look at his numbers, man, it was yeah borderline MVP level. If we didn't have uh, you know that guy in Kansas City. Yeah. So. Uh, so I'm gonna call us. I'm gonna call that one a loss. Um, yeah, could very well be a game we win at home. Uh, our yeah. home opener, 
would love it if that happens, but right. you got to call the losses somewhere. Right. Um, I think we can beat the. Uh, I, I think we sweep our division uh, because I think we are the strongest team in it. And um, if you look at what we did to the Texans the last two games, yeah, in the, the when we were in Texas, both of those two in the, in the regular season and then in the playoffs, it wasn't. It was domination. Um, if you look at what happened at home, it was right. morally a tie, and uh, they got away with one there. Right. Uh, when we were still finding our feet before we lost to the Jets, right. um, we were not the same team, and we are not going to be the same team that lost to the Jets. The team that lost to the Jets was the team that morally tied with the Texans. Right. The Colts that we actually saw kicked the Texans' butts twice in Houston. So I'm going to I'm going to say we beat the Texans again both times. I'm going to say the Jaguars um again we're going to be feeling some of that last uh season's loss. Uh that shutout was not fun and I think we're going to bring our best uh in both of those games and win and the Titans um uh, do we even have to say <laughs> they've not beaten Andrew Luck. Um right. I don't think they will. So we sweep our division uh, Falcons are a tough game. Chargers are a tough game. Raiders could be tough. I mean, depending on how Antonio Brown, you know, if he decides to play, if he can get over not having the Steelers helmet that he wants to wear, um, <laughs> if he if he decides to play, uh, they could be a pretty dangerous team with Derek Carr and yeah. I think and, it, uh, it's good we play them at home and we play them early in the season, so. Yes, yes. So I'm still going to call that a win for us. I think we're still a better team. Playing, yeah. um, but they could surprise a lot right. of people. I think it, it, people like to look at teams that didn't finish well right. and changed a lot and still sort of assume that because the logo is the same, they're not going to do well. I think that's exactly what happened to the Colts last year. I think that's honestly what's happening to the Jaguars this year. Um because people were, you know, saying the Colts were the number like thirty-two team. Somebody said that anyway, because Frank Reich was holding up that sign that right. said thirty-two. And that's just you can't do that. You have to look at the changes that they've made. And if you look at the Raiders, they've made a lot of changes, especially offensively, uh, with some really strong new receivers. They've made some some other changes as well. Um, and the Jaguars' uh, new quarterback. They've also added um, Josh Allen, who was one of the strongest uh, defensive players in the draft. Um, I think they're going to be a force to be reckoned with as well. Uh, but I do think we're going to beat the the Raiders and beat the Jaguars twice. So, Say, right. now the Broncos. Oh, and I think we beat the Chiefs. That's going to be a tough game. Um, beat the Broncos. Beat the Steelers. Uh, again, you know, the Steelers are are going to be a strong team probably stronger than people think based on how they finished last year but i still think we're going to be the better team there they've lost antonio brown they still don't have Le'Veon bell um o- overall i think it'll be a tough game but i think we can pull it off uh dolphins buccaneers uh no problem with either of those teams panthers a uh, little bit harder but uh not as hard as the falcons we end up beating them as well all right. So, so have I, I have us going thirteen and three. Thirteen and three. Wow, you are an optimist. Thirteen and three. I, I'm I'm being an optimist here. I, I will fully admit that. Um, 
So, yeah, and I have us 10 and 6, maybe 11 and 5. I, I'm not sure if we win that Thursday night game against the Texans, we might well sweep them. That means we'd go 11 and 5 instead of 10 and 6. And then I should, I think if Brissett plays significant number of games, I think we're going to lose a couple more. Um, yeah, you had us beating the Chargers and the Falcons, I think. No, you had us losing to the Falcons. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah. Um, but you had us beating the Chargers. We won't if Brissett w- plays. Yeah, I don't think we'll beat the Chargers. If, if Brissett starts, we'll lose to the Chargers. And I think. We'll and if Brissett starts through week six, then we're going to lose to the Texans too. Um, possibly. But um, we have a bye week in there. so. Um, oh, okay, week seven. No, I'm saying we have a bye week uh, after week five. So... Right, That's so an- so week another- six is a bye week. Week seven is the Texans, right? Right, another week for Andrew Luck maybe to get back is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'd hope if, if Andrew Luck's not back until if, – if that Texans game comes around and Andrew Luck's not back, we're in trouble. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Big time. <laughs> so, yeah, because we could easily be two and four. Yeah. I think it's likely – I was trying to – I mean, I have no idea, but I can see Luck missing the first three or four games. Um, and I think if he misses those first four, we'll go two and two. So, yeah, yeah, I agree. So we'll see, we'll see. But yeah. but I have us going two and two either way. Oh yeah, you you. Well, you were saying you were assuming Brissett was starting though. You think we lose to the Chargers I, even if we have luck? I'm. I can't be too much of an optimist, you know. Okay. No, that's fair. All right, so you guys, let's mark that, write that down. You have 13 and 3, and I was at 10 and 6. All right. Yep. We'll see. I'd love it if we went 13 and 3, of course. That'd be great. If I picked every game independently, or, yeah, <laughs> uh, the, o- the only game that I that's picked us to lose that. That's an argument against that method. <laughs> it is, yeah. It is, because. You end up 14 and ju- 2 or 15 and 1, something's right. wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, look at the Saints. There's, I don't think there's a game that i think the saints are more likely to lose than win right right but that doesn't mean that they're going to go 16 and 0 so if you have to pick their games you probably want a different method yeah i agree so cool yeah all righty well uh i know you got to get yeah, going um it's been good yeah talking to you we'll uh check back in again sometime during the season yeah and uh and maybe also have you on at some point to talk about theology or something. What I actually get paid. I hear that you're. Uh, what I actually get paid <laughs> yeah. for. <laughs> right. <laughs> Not what I do when I'm avoiding doing the work I get paid for. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Anyways. No, it's been fun. Thanks. Well, it's been great having you on. Um, thank you. Uh, and thank you if anybody's listening for joining us. Um, if you like this podcast, please. Uh, Send me an email through my podcast form to subscribe and then bookmark it in your favorite browser and your second favorite browser just to be sure. I know the URL is hard to remember and all that. So uh, thank you for listening and please join us next time.